If you had to choose between stripping or a nine to five. I would strip. I, would I love being naked. Let's be strippers together, Tommy. If Let's it ever goes. go. I'm drinking two gallons of vodka a day. Gallons? Gallons. The big handle. I know what a gallon is. Two. I, I was expecting like crazy bright TV lights and like. Oh no! I, th and they're like, no, we really must have never that. seen this. This you have to. This is a very different kind of show. It's hardly a show. Oh, I, oh I've watched it a bunch. Oh, That's why I love it. But I just, it just looks brighter. Yeah. I mean, it's as nighty as I could be. Also, like, look, this was my party house before it became a podcast studio. It's the same place. The difference is that I, before podcasting, every time I'm in here. There's music playing, like your music. And uh, it's a great, music sounds great in here because look, the low ceilings, the hard, right? We love that. Dude, I was just telling one of the guys that works on your sound crew or video crew, I said, dude, this is a perfect studio spot because of the, the, the live walls. Yes. Super ambient if you want it to be. Right. Curtain but it that, off there, if you don't. When I, if I said if I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going to do one that's very different. And there was none with a nighttime feel. You know, it's very bright. It's, it was fine. It's, but it's just a, a different version of a TV studio. And it's the same level of, um, well, it just sort of, you know, people act the way they do in a TV studio. People don't act that way here. And I, 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 uh, when I was coming in, your wife broke my heart and said, you don't do any drugs anymore. No, you're completely sober. I just, you know, I just celebrated uh, a year of sobriety. Well, what goes to celebrate? Uh, and that's the problem. <laughs> I'm like, I, I know. I, no, dude, I make, it, I make it like a year, and then I'm so stoked <laughs> that I made it a year that I celebrate. That is peak rock star on so many levels. <laughs> I know it is. I, I find that so funny because, I mean, I feel like it's one advantage, I guess, I have as a comedian. We don't have this, I mean, not that we haven't had some drug addict uh, and drug overdose comedians, but not yeah. all of them. Yeah. What is it with the overload of drugs? Why do you need drugs when... It gives you such a great life outside of drugs. I mean, drugs to enhance a bit, but like, yeah. But like, not to the point of like. Didn't you once have like a contest with some band where, who could get fucked up the most? Was it Guns N' Roses or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's and then sick. Like, who could be more, more sick without passing out? I mean, and just like out drinking. Yeah, out and, drinking. Yeah, and it's it's, I don't know what, 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 there's no prize, there's no nothing. It's just like, it was just like a thing, like an out cool thing to do, you know? Like, oh, we can drink more than you guys. Yeah, you guys I guess pussies. When, when you're, okay. When you're, yeah, when you're in your 20s, everything is a stupid move. It, there you go. And your body can take it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm telling you, comedians do things in moderation. That's why I'm still able to do this at 67. So in a way, I won. You did. I'm not. I'm kidding. You no, did. no. Rock stars always win, and we know that. Everybody wants to be a rock star. That's why they use the term rock star, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I guess. Yeah. I've smoked with with uh, Snoop Dogg, mm. and I had to literally. Well, there's like three going around at once, mm. and I'm. I looked at my assistant after a couple of puffs, and I was like, dude. Get me out of here. Take me to my room. I had to go to my room and just sit there. Paranoia? I was so fucking high and so paranoid. Yeah. Like, it took me oh, yeah. way further than I needed. I just wanted to chill. 
and it just it got me. I've had a couple of bad experiences, even on pot. One, eating it, because eating it can be a very different psychotropic experience. It goes through you a different way. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you're stupid and you're like, after an hour, boy, I didn't feel anything. Maybe I'll do another one, and you know, and then you're too much humping parked cars. You're locked um, in yeah. for another five five hours. <laughs> uh oh. But, so. <laughs> You, I appreciate you making time. I know you're tonight. Is it tonight you're going over to join Metallica? Yeah, I'm going to go see them play. Actually, I've seen them a million times. I'm sure you have. Known the guys for a while. Um, My wife's birthday is next week, so Mm. she was like, can we go see Metallica? I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And uh, so so we're going to go settle down and happily married and... Yeah, I think I finally got it right. Well, I think age has a lot to do with that. I mean, you have to have some of that tiger blood get bled out of your body before you can be a normal person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And especially in your business. I know. Right? I mean, it's it's just, it's not something the mortal man can really comprehend. You know, like how you guys, both the good and the bad. Yeah, it's... That, it's I mean, really hard to have any sort of a relationship. I mean, yes. When you're constantly in another part of the world and long, oh, well, the long distance love over the phone right. b- before that there was FaceTime, that didn't work. I had uh, Daryl Hall Just, here one day. Daryl Hall. Oh, yeah. You know, awesome guy. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, had he's such rad. a great time. And I just said, yeah, how, how, how can you really be faithful when like all these hot chicks are throwing themselves at you all the time. And he just went, it's impossible. He said what? It's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, he did, you know, and, and I, I felt like, yes, I, as a man, I understand that. Yes. I mean, I wish I could understand it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, from what I've heard, you do understand it. Well, no, 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 no. See, that's what, that's interesting. You're you not married no, you're clearly still rocking shit. Well, <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Well, you know what? John Mellencamp was just here, who I truly adore. And I was thinking of, I should have said it to him when he was here, but one of my favorite lyrics of his is, uh, life goes on long after the thrill of living has is gone. You know that song. Do, do I, I don't. Does, yes, you do. That's, it's, a, it's, that's like one of his biggest hits. Oh, Hang um, on to 16 as long as you can. Um I'm terrible with titles. Yeah, but, I mean, but it's either Pink Houses or Oh Yeah, Life Goes On. Oh yeah, yeah. Duh. Long after the thrill of living has gone. Go. Yeah. God. Yeah. Hang I, on to sixteen as long as you can. And like that kind of, I just took that to heart. It's not like I heard that I was like a different person, and I heard that lyric, and my life changed, like like <laughs> Saul on the road to Damascus. No, I, but when I heard it, I I was like, yes, that is what I think I should do: is like try to hang on to sixteen as long as I can. As not sixteen, but like sixteen. If you could be sixteen with the brain of an older person, that's what we grave and can't ever really get. That's I. That's I feel like that's. That's how I am. Like, you know, people are people are always, you know, like. I I don't know. I I always say I'm I'm fucking sixteen, going on sixty. You know, 
It's well, just like uh, you seem I, like that. I, I'll, you, I'll never <laughs> stop being a fucking kid. I just I mean, won't. I will not. I refuse to. <laughs> a true rock star does have a different kind of DNA because, like, look at the Rolling Stones. Uh, there, Mick Jagger has the same waist, and he's a hundred and three. He's the same waist. Yeah, and they all have every hair on their head, even the one who died of cancer had all his hair yeah. at the end. It's like they were skinny and ugly when they were 20, and, they were st and they're still skinny and ugly. Yeah. In a way, they haven't changed at all. No, the, at all. You don't look like you put on one ounce. I, don't, no, from, I weigh the same as I did in high school. I swear to God. And what do you attribute this to? I have no idea. I, it's the rock star thing. I it think, is. Yeah, it's probably it's just like one meal a day, uh, a no. shitload of booze and right. drugs, and yeah, just kind of not really living that healthy. But now you are. But Yeah. Well, that's every rock star. Every article you read about some old band, they say, yeah, back in the day, <clears throat> before the show, there was midgets, you know, getting fucked with cocaine twizzlers or whatever, of and course. all this crazy shit. And now on the road, they eat macrobiotic, and they have a trainer, and an oxygen tent. A couple and, of them are vegans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the Lifetime channel is always playing in the dressing room. <laughs> like, you know... But that's aging. But yeah, it is. And it's not a, it's not a, trust me, kids, when you get older, it's not a crime to just submit to it and go, no, I'm not going to abuse my body. It's just, we all come to the same conclusion, except the dead ones. Like, it's not worth the pain. Yes, it's, it's fun. You know, Jerry Seinfeld used to have that great bit about night, die, night guy and day guy, you know, night guys, like, Fuck day guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you get, I'll stay out till four in the morning. And but when your day guy has to get up for work at nine, he's pissed at night guy. Yeah. And we all did that for years. I certainly, you know, had many I hate you night guy yes. mornings. Yes. Oh, dude. Although you probably haven't seen that many mornings. Oh, so many. Oh, really? You mean from the night before? Yes. No. I yes. <laughs> And you know what? <laughs> no, I meant like starting a new day morning. Oh, oh got you. No, dude, we were we were just in uh, we were just in Europe touring, and we were in like fucking Switzerland, maybe Sweden, some Scandinavia, uh, and it's it's like three in the morning, and I'm winding down after the show, and I'm out on my balcony at the hotel, and it's fucking it's daylight. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this, and it just triggered all these feelings of like, mm. do you stay up? Do I do another bump? Do I pour another <laughs> right. fucking stiff uh, cocktail or do I right. go to bed? Right. And I'm sitting there going like, God, this is fucking weird. And just, just the light will do that to you. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a uh, weird one. You it's interesting do, do, what triggers memories, you mm -hmm. know, like that. I mean... I don't know if you ever like had to sit through reading Marcel Proust, but he was one of the great novelists of the last century, French, and wrote a incredibly dense, ridiculous book that called Remembrance of Things Past. Seven volumes. Oh, I had to get through some of it in college. It's just ridiculous. But the whole point of it is his whole theme, why this is so genius, I never knew, is that smells are what evoke our memories smell smell 
Wow. And he was an asthmatic who lived the last third of his life in a cork-roomed, cork-roomed, cork-lined room in Paris. I guess cork is good for the asthma. And wrote this book. And the whole thing is like, you know, he trips over the flagstone and on the ground he falls and he smells the madeleine or some flower of his youth and suddenly all these floodgates of memory were opened up. Wow. Um, I think I just spared you about 1,100 hours. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe there are people listening to this. Well, people, most of them are like saying, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> but I'm telling you, you lit majors, you know what I'm talking about. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is great. But, uh, boy, uh, I thought it was horrible. Um, but that's, and, like, one, what's the point? Yeah, I get it. We, but I would think it would be, uh, you know, that's interesting that it's, it's, it's smell. Yeah, because music does that for me. I think music it's will different take me for... right to fucking where I was. Me too. Who I was with. Exactly. What, what the fuck we were doing. That's and... the other problem I have with that fucking book. But smell, <laughs> but smell also does that too, because there's certain scents like, you know, the fucking the smell of mothballs reminds me of my grandma's house or, right. or gardenias. <laughs> garde- the smell of gardenias remind me of right. it's my favorite flower. It just, it makes me happy. So I get it. I get it. But right. Your, yeah. gra- your grandma's balls. <laughs> <laughs> grandma's mothballs. Grandma's the mothballs. Yeah. And there's a song, Tommy. Yeah. Is that one right? When it, or grandma's mothballs? <laughs> I mean, for a band that's been called Satanic, yeah, I think it lives up to the brand. I think so. It's like some people have skills that are so far from what I could ever do. You know, yeah, that ballet, stripping. Although, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to, look, things may get rough with this move or try it. Uh, with the economy, you know? I mean, Trump could get reelected, Biden could fuck it up, anything could happen. And I, you know, I don't want to go to a nine to five. I would strip. What about you? If you had to choose between stripping or a nine to five, say the whole bottom fell out, you lost your fortune, everything went down. It's, Nobody else would hire you. I would cancel. I would strip. I, would, I love being naked. Let's be strippers together, Tommy. If let's it ever go. Goes, if it, let's not do it on purpose. I'm just, I'm just saying, if it comes to that, <laughs> okay, let's, not, okay. let's not purposely be strippers. Yeah. <laughs> we got the spot. <laughs> we do. That's you know, there out, is a, so. you, Oh, it's so funny that you are here. This, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying these words. <laughs> the stripper pole... <laughs> Oh, I heard there was one. It's being repaired. It's Oh, well, that's a good sign. Because if it wasn't being repaired, that means it was just know, sitting there. Who in America says that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. The stripper pole, which is normally there. Where was it? Over here? It's right there. It's been there for 20 oh. years. It's been, been, yeah, you see the hole in the ceiling. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's, it's being... Wow. Okay, who broke but it? You... <laughs> what, what, what time were you were you dancing, Bill? Were you down here by yourself? No. Practicing? No. Some of those... I just no. am a big believer in uh, home upkeep. Wow. <laughs> Architectural Digest was coming to film it, as they do, um, and Good Homes and Gardens wanted to see... And so I thought, oh, you know what? I, I'm just embarrassed by this stripper pole, and I'm going to upgrade. And I did. And uh, 
Oh, so you took it out? So it's been, yeah, it's taken out and a, a, a better, brighter, slippery, <laughs> slipperier Beautiful. Beautiful. It's being installed. But I find it cosmic that you, of all people, are here when it's not here because, you know, I associate you with girls, yeah. girls. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. I mean, the video, you know, where was that? That was a strip club, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude. That's yeah. amazing. What? Did I have a stripper pole? Yeah. Well, not that you have a stripper pole, but it's actually gone the day I'm here. That is cosmic. That's fucking I mean, weird. You believe in things like that? You believe in that there's like no coincidences in the universe, whatever the fuck that is, is trying to communicate with you? I don't. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know much. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm so. I don't know. You know, like you know what with communicates with aging me? and life and the way everything works and and you you you're the best at this stuff. Like calling it like it is and saying it how it is. Well, thanks. I have a I, I'm typically pretty shy actually, and um, uh, I don't really do a lot of this. So um, you know why you're shy? Because you're always so attractive to women. Uh, especially after you're, you're a rock star, but even before, I'm sure, you just had that thing, that you never really had to, like, like shy guys have to develop a rap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas, you're, the... you know, your opening line is, thank you very much. <laughs> 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 you know, that's, you're, you're, you're sort of already, uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. So which beetle do you think had the longest dick? Which who? I'm just which beetle? Which beetle? <laughs> the longest dick? Yeah, like which beetle had the biggest dick? Do you think? I've heard rumors it was George. <laughs> rumors of who? I heard rumors it was George. George. You know the Beatles, don't you? Yeah, of course, of course. You love the Beatles? I'm, fuck you? yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of <clears throat> they. I mean, they did everything first, but Ooh. kind of including. Like birthday, you know, birthday on the White Album. Da -na 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 -na. Yep. That riff rock, <clears throat> I think that was like the granddaddy of that. Probably, right? Probably, and and who writes the most played song ever? Like, right, d dude. That yeah, and song. A, and a lot of the other most played. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I mean to have to have uh, three great songwriters in one band. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's a lot of uh, product. I think I'm gonna go though with. Uh, oh, the question, yeah, with Ringo, the drummer. <laughs> I love that choice because just I the don't drummer, know, the drummer, just of course, you know, the, the, the drum, it's I, a drummer thing. Look who I'm talking. They to. They all got big sticks. Look who I'm talking to. Of course, it's the drummer. <laughs> And it's almost athletic drumming, right? I mean, you're almost like, I bet you don't do it if you don't warm up, right? I have to warm, you have to warm up. It's a, right, like physically, it's almost like playing a game. Dude, I have a, 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 a funky, crazy statistic for you that's gonna blow your mind. You ask like, how do you stay like this, you know? I I was really fucking curious and I put one of those, this, like the old school, this is uh, the tracks your, mo your movement. Jockstrap? Fit, Fitbit, whatever the fuck that thing. 
Okay, anyway, I got a, a pedometer. You clip on your shoe, and it tracks it's for, for, for joggers. And I was curious. I'm like, I wonder how much, how, I wonder how far I run during a two-hour show. I clipped the thing on my foot, took it off after the show, and it said 12.3 miles. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, not surprised. But no wonder, like, I right. eat everything in sight. I right. don't gain any weight. Like, I've sweat. It's a workout. It's like an ultimate workout. Yeah. You could probably sell it like that. You could have a fucking infomercial of me. Like, you want to get in shape? The Tommy Lee drum man that just, yeah. Drums are therapeutic, man, in many ways. Like, there's children's books out there, dude, that suggest get a child drums. It's a, it's a, great place for them to let out their feelings of of aggression they don't know what to do yeah, with i i must tell you and it's the uh, drumming, it's tribal it's therapeutic to me is as um amazing as the other thing we were talking about when they could rap off the top of their head and rhyme drumming is just as amazing i'll tell you why i tried once to learn how to ride a motorcycle yeah couldn't do it because it's like you have to use all four, both arms and both legs. Same with drumming. Yeah. And that's not how my mind works. My mind is like one thing. <laughs> I'm very good at one thing, what I'm doing right at this time. But like, I also like, uh, I don't think I was ever good at writing scripts with like 12 characters. Because like, I don't care about those other 11 characters. <laughs> just want to tell you what I think. I that's gotcha. my mind. So drumming to me is like, out of this world crazy that you can do that. You can have all your limbs independently at the... It, it's, it's That's just a brain wiring thing. It is. I do crazy. not have that chip. And then... <laughs> and it's, it's wild. It's one of those things that can be taught, but, uh, but it's a lot of work. And you can tell right away if somebody is teachable. And there's others, and that might maybe you, that just... They just don't feel it. It's one of those things, man. You like, I think you're you're kind of born with that instinctual rhythm, and able to, to play beat, to different beat. rhythms with different parts right. of your body. You just want to beat on shit when you're a kid, all the time. Right. I drove my fucking parents crazy. By the time they said, by the well, time you're I so was, lucky that you came along at a time in human history when you could make a fortune with the skill of beating on shit because <laughs> yeah. no, you know, like it's the same thing with like a baseball player. If you can throw a ball a hundred miles an hour, you can be worth hundreds of millions. Whereas, you know, 200 years ago, that was, you know, I can throw a rock real fast. Great. Yeah. Great. You know, nothing. And beating on shit was not profitable. Yeah. You were yeah, you're, at the right time. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I, I can't. And also I, I can't really think of too many other, like star drummers in the band, Don Henley, mm. of course, comes to mind, right? Mm. Kill, and, killer voice, too. And the a most amazing voice. And a great and songwriter. And a great songwriter. Yes. I remember Billy Joel saying he always thought it was weird when the drummer was the singer. Ringo did it, too, for a few numbers. Yeah, isn't it, it a is, weird thing? Because you're so used to looking at somebody up front. Never, never the guy in the back on the mic. And you're so busy a, while you're singing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something <clears throat> suffering. The drum suffering, or, or again, the drummer, that's the thing. You're doing four things, chewing gum and singing. Six things at once. It's kind of like a... And sometimes getting blown. <laughs> and that. 
and that. So, <laughs> <laughs> rock and roll hasn't. Some people say it's like not in vogue now. It's not rock and roll is not like. I mean, I hear epitaphs, and then somebody else goes, "Rock and roll will never die." Okay, but it's not really the. I guess they're talking about whatever is ascendant now. I'm not even sure what is in music. What's like? What would you call like the weekend and Taylor Swift and Beyonce and you know the really Rihanna the giant pop pop still stars. call that pop pop which is p popular music um, right popular it's fucking popular pop music yeah I've always been such a fan of popular <laughs> well, <laughs> really I'm, as, far, as far as music goes especially like I I don't. Don't be a snob with music. Like the the way to make sure you have a, a terrible record collection is to go buy record reviews. Oh yeah, like in Rolling Stone and those. What's a? I don't care about what's important music. Yeah, I just want yeah, yeah. what's good music. Yeah, you know. Yeah, how about? How, I want to have a good time. Yeah, a song that I can <laughs> I remember. Yeah, and I, I sing the melody to after like to, you know. Two days later, it's stuck in your head. You're like, yeah. whoa, what kind of infectious shit did I just listen to? That stuff that gets inside you. That's powerful, man. Well, you've gotten inside a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy. No, I mean that in, <laughs> in both ways. Oh, and, dude. Uh, you sh are you in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you guys? No. That must be a big controversy. You We're, must have a lot of people clamoring. I think you deserve that. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Why do we even have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Rock and Roll could, be, could not be more antithetical to the idea of enshrining. and. Yeah, it's a, you know. that's a weird one. For, for, and for a long time, we were like, I don't know if we... Well, actually, as, as, the, as the Rock of, the Hall of Fame got bigger and more people were being inducted into this thing after a while it sort of lost its and people that you think people that were getting inducted you're like are you sure <laughs> so who are we talking are about you sure? <laughs> and then now it's like i don't even know like we've always said to ourselves if they if they asked we'd probably say mm, not really interested so who are we talking about specifically who uh, <laughs> <laughs> waltzed in there we don't want to name names. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if the people who did Wooly Bully are in there. <laughs> Bro, that's what I'm saying. We were like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the cool club that. I remember, like, this must have been the 80s. You probably were on the cover when I read this article, but it was in Rolling Stone. And yep. Rolling Stone had put out, like, the 100 greatest singles. You know they need to do these covers from time to time. You know, the 100 greatest guitar players. So, like, says who? Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and so, like, 100 greatest singles. <laughs> Number 33 was <laughs> Wooly Bully. That's why that stuck in my mind. Oh, dude. And somebody wrote in a letter, like, at the next time I read the magazine. And it was like, <laughs> Rolling Stone just write a letter and a poem. Apology to every artist who came after Wooly Bully oh, dude. on their list. The apology. Right? Oh, my God. And that, shows, that tells you everything you need to know about critics. They yeah. picked Wooly Bully. Yeah. To be like, like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, they did. Now, of course, I hope someone... How do they even get... Who, who, who grows up? And goes, I want to be a critic. Right. A dick. Yeah, I want to be a dick. Who does that? 
There have, to be fair, there have been. Uh, I'm sure this through history. Yes, I think fair and 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 good critics who did it for the right reason that they wanted to be a guide. That's see. I think the difference is today that the critics they think they're stars. Yeah. So it's just about this is what I think. Well, you know, it was always about what you think, but it was always about also just I'm the critic. I'm the guy. The guy person who's reading the paper is looking to to tell that person. Do I want to go see this movie or not? But they didn't have an attitude about it. You'd read a review in 1981 of the latest Stallone movie, and it would be like, you know, you get the idea. This isn't this guy's cup of tea. But if you like kick-ass shit like this, it's, it's well done. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, look how clever I can look by shitting on something. Yeah, when the critic becomes the, the focus of the thing that's being criticized right. or reviewed, then yeah, that's where. But it is a great salad. question you ask. Like, why does someone choose that? It's like choosing to be a proctologist of all the, yeah. you know, medic. You could look in any part of the body. Yeah. You know, eyes. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of gross. The nose. You know, that why that one I wouldn't pick either. Ear, nose, and throat. No. Like, oh, good. Let me be near people who have the things I'm trying to avoid getting. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But no. Uh, but yeah, you hard, you know. But assholes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no. Like There's something on a psychological what? test. We're like, oh, you're the doctor, but you chose this. <laughs> what are you going to college for? Um, I want to be a. But what were we talking about? <laughs> so what? What? The, let's try to work our way back, like Hansel and Gretel, with. <laughs> oh my god would drop breadcrumbs dude so we were talking about assholes yes. how did we get on to assholes it was about proctologists it was like choosing right like uh well <laughs> yeah, assholes <laughs> being critics uh, critics there we go okay <laughs> yay yay <laughs> okay i got it club random is brought to you by the audio marketing gurus at radioactive media the vacations are over, and now it's time to get back to work. Let me ask you, what are you doing to grow your business? Don't just use Google and social media when you can acquire new customers by partnering with shows like mine, elevating your brand. Wouldn't you like to generate up to nine times more leads? You can when you combine the power of audio and video with text messaging. Club Random has been partnering with Radioactive Media with clients such as SignalWire, Heat Holders, Wine Enthusiast, Lumi Microdose Gummies, and they can customize a campaign for you. For a limited time, receive $1,000 toward your first campaign, plus free text messaging by going to RadioactiveMedia.com or text the word RANDOM to 511-511. Discover how audio marketing can surpass your current strategies. Just go to RadioactiveMedia.com or text RANDOM to 511-511. Text RANDOM to 511-511 today. Terms, conditions, message, and data rates may apply. Watching football is fun, but it's better with prize picks. Prize Picks is a skill-based, real-money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You pick just two to six players and whether they'll go over or under their Prize Picks projection. And it's not just football, it's any sport. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. Prize Picks offers an easy deposit and withdrawal experience, and there are fun wagers all over the board. For example, today I placed a bet on how soon Taylor Swift writes a new song about how much she can't stand Travis Kelsey. 
Don't get mad at me, Swifties. You know this isn't going to end well. But here's an example of a real bet you can place. Christian McCaffrey, under 89 yards rushing. Tua, over 280 yards passing. Or Debo Samuel, over 50 yards receiving. Prize Picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Watch your progress update in real time. Prize Picks offers frequent discounts, bonuses, and other exciting offers. They can even pick in-game projections after a game is started, which includes halves, quarters, periods, and more. Go to prizepicks.com random and use code random for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com random and use code random for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey, Club Random fans, people in the comments have been asking why we don't have merch. Yes, we read them. I don't, but we have a guy for that. But bottom line, we have merch now. Last week, I begged Joe Biden not to be Ruth Bader Biden. And so we are kicking off with a Don't Be Ruth Bader Biden t-shirt. And there's cool new Club Random merch on there, too. T-shirts and hoodies and barware. There's even a Club Random herb grinder and rolling papers. Check it all out at clubrandom.com. I got to tell you, I reviewed something once and I realized sometimes there's a joke to be made that's not quite exactly fair but it's such a good joke you make it anyway because you're writing this review and you want your review to be funny and you want the review itself is a piece of art Mm -hmm. in their mind and it can be yeah critic that definitely esteemed books in the library of these are with critics you know literary critics and so forth so, you know, you, are, you want your piece of art to look good and shiny and be funny and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I, I felt like, oh, yeah, you know what? That joke wasn't 100% fair, but, you know, who's, first of all, who's, who's get, who gets fair any of the time? Everybody has stereotypes. They, I mean, they're rock star stereotypes, models. Supermodels are always throwing up. Is that really true? Yeah, no. I love the way you can answer that, yeah. not rhetorically, but just, <laughs> no, and I'm reviewing. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Right, they're not always throwing up. Not, not. I mean, not some, some of them are getting gagged, but they're, but they're not throwing up. <laughs> oh, oh, so, well, I think you should be in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame, and I'm going to write a sternly worded letter. Yeah. <laughs> now, there must be a big movement for that, a band of your esteem. Yeah, I, I, I don't even actually know how that works. How does, It's great that you're so... Do, do they contact you and say, hey, like, how do you know well, what I mean? Fuck how, yes, they how, how do. do. Fucking work. Of course they do. Hmm. <laughs> They're not trying to keep it a secret yeah, if they yeah. vote you in. Right. I, Tommy, I am sure there is a movement. If I Googled on the internet, you know... Angry Motley Crue fans who want the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to anoint them as they should, there would be thousands and thousands of people who have been onto this thing. Yeah, yeah. This is true. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get them riled up. What are you drinking there? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a little maple syrup. Maple syrup? No, I'm joking. It's tequila. <laughs> that was awfully light for maple no, syrup. No, I don't want to tempt you. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be tempted. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm brokenhearted that I'm not tempting, but mm. no, I don't blame you. No, once you, once you, uh, 
give up the uh, sauce. Um, you should, you know, I, I, I wish I didn't drink any and I drink a little, but uh, mm. even that's not good for you. There's no amount of poison that is okay. We go by this rule in America, it seems like a little poison is okay. We, do, we tested it and it's only like 36 particles per thousand. And we think 50 is the, it's like, you know what, fuck off. Yeah. I want no particles. Yeah. Or if I do, I want to choose them. And these are the particles I'm choosing and not many particles the way I imbibe, but I, I feel like, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. once said, when they said, you know, what's the hardest thing about quitting drinking? And he said, getting up in the morning and knowing that's as good as I'm going to feel all day. Wow, that's an interesting one. Wow. You know that feeling? Yeah, Me yeah. Too. Yeah. God, it's and it's fucking crazy. Alcohol's such a fucking weird one too because fuck. It's just it's easy to fall in love with the way it makes you feel, the way it makes you relax and then all yeah. of a sudden you're like, "Fuck." It's I'm amazing. drinking 2 gallons of vodka a day. <laughs> well, this you... is not the uh, like you're trying to kill yourself now. This is not like Are you talking about yourself? For yeah. Come on. Two gallons a No. Day. I swear to you, dude, I swear to God. Gallons? Gallons, the big handle. I know what a gallon is. Two. Because I know, it's four quarts. Yes. And a quart is like a bottle of liquor, is a normal bottle. Mm-hmm. So you drank eight bottles of liquor? Yeah. A day. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, t- ask my wife. <laughs> For how long? Fuck, man, for a long time. I mean, your liver must be made of asbestos. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I can't, I, I can't believe, I pinch myself on a daily basis. Like, fuck, my shit's still, I just did like the full body scan where they do say, head to toe, everything. And I can't believe smoking, drinking, all the fucking dumb shit or the fun shit that I've done. Right. Dude, the doctor was like, you're good. And I was like, is, are you sure you have the, let me see, uh, like, is that my name on there? Is there some, some right. Japanese guy in here that you have <laughs> right. his results that you're reading from? Because this, I find that fucking impossible. This is impossible. No, I, I mean, but he's right. Because, like, I'm just looking at you. You know, you don't look like a person who lived a hard life, you know? That's wild. Yeah. It, <laughs> Fuck, it's wild. No, you know what it is, Tommy? It's a, it's, it's great proof for the people who need help with the argument of, you know, what causes certain medical outcomes. And the answer, of course, is complicated. One part of it is definitely genetics. That's mm. the part where you were dealt a huge ace. Uh, Your genetics are amazing. Because eight <laughs> bottles of fucking liquor a day yeah. is like the most preposterous thing I've ever heard in my life. Your liver is on crutches at that point. Like, it's just barely functioning. I don't And now understand. your liver's fine. Fine. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean... What the... F- well, I mean, it's not a giant mystery. You, you stopped abusing your body and doing the thing that makes your liver sick. Yeah. And it, But not everyone springs back that quick I, I know this so how old were you when when you did quit when you when you or at least st- was it a 
process of scaling back for a while and then full stop? Or well, was it like a lot right to none? Like in 89, 90 is when, as a band, we decided. We're like, okay, dude, so someone's going to not wake up one morning. Like, this is getting fucking ridiculous. Right. Um, and as a band, we saw... <laughs> fucking drugs, man. Yeah. We, Somebody's got to do something about We would take fucking handfuls. <laughs> Somebody has got to do something about this drug use in America, Tommy. You know what Halcyons <laughs> were? Do you remember those, Halcyon? You'd of take course the, I do. Okay. I didn't take it, but... Yeah. What was it? We would... T- we would take a handful of those and fucking pound a bottle of Jack and then go out for the evening. You take those to go to sleep for a long time. Oh, my God. And then, and you know what I'm saying? Like, so it was that kind of shit where someone's going to fucking not wake up. What was up. Halcyon? Was it like um, Valium? It's like a Valium right. Halcyon. I do a- remember that word, but I was, pa- I think that's they- after I was not ever doing those kind of drugs anymore. Yeah. Not that I ever did them a lot, but I did ecstasy... For a few years in the yeah, late fun. late eighties, early nineties, and it was it was great, but yeah. it did have very uh, quick acting diminishing returns. I mean, like the first time was super duper amazing, and then the second time is oh, this is amazing, and then the third time was this was really great, and you know, by the eighth time it was like your mind kind of got used to, it, and then it was just like you know. Like every, I always thought every high, every drug is just good or bad pot. It's just some variation on pot for me. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I see that. You guys also smoked weed, I hope. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Dude, everything. Heroin, coke. Fuck. Heroin. Everything. Not heroin. Oh, fuck. Everything. Everything. It's all there. All of it. Oh, right. It's in your book. Yeah. I mean, pretty pretty notorious moments of like sh- when we could just drink the whiskey. Right. Nikki and I would take the cap off the fucking fifth of Jack and fill up the cap and take a syringe and we would shoot the Jack Daniels. When we could just drink it, we would shoot it because shooting it was fucking quicker. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Faster, louder, harder. How, like, how often did this happen? We would do this shit all the time. When we run out of coke, you, but like, well, you, fuck, let's shoot some booze. Didn't your your, you know, arm look like? Yeah, they they get pretty beat up. The tattoos camouflage that though. That's why the tattoos. Yeah. Well, is yeah, you why? couldn't really, you wouldn't, you couldn't really see the track right, marks. Right. But I'm saying, is this why there's fucking tattoos in the world to cover up track marks? Well, I don't think is so. That that should, no, that's not really. <laughs> Oh, because I was never a big. You have any tattoos? No. No, I I'm actively against tattoos. Oh. I realize I'm talking to the wrong guy. Oh. but um, well, that's cool. No, but it's this is cool too. They don't offend me or anything. Yours are actually kind of interesting, and also you're a guy. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but on women, you know, I could live without tattoos. You know, mm. I just accept that it's something that you know, just it's like. But I, I feel like it's a trade-off for shaven pubic hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Okay, but that one they, is a big improvement. I think it was better when they didn't have tattoos, but I also think if I had to trade that or the big bush, 
Okay, shave your pussy. Yeah, yeah. And then you can find if you have to have a tattoo. If you have to have a tattoo, I, I'm okay. Are you cool with the, the little landing strip? I don't know why I was negotiating with myself on this issue because nobody's asking me. But uh, this is so fucking cool. I'm I'm so flattered uh, you want to do this. I know you never do things like this. Yeah. And when so, I met your thank buddy, you. when I met your buddy at this George Lopez golf tournament, Chris, yes, yes, yeah, producer, of this. and uh, and I was like, when he's when he had mentioned it, I was like, dude, I've I've been wanting to meet Bill oh. for fucking ever, and I'm not your typical person that would be going on his show or like right. I, I'm probably never going to meet this guy but fuck I want to meet him oh and and I'm, it's it's a fucking well, you know, it's an honor dude we can have thank you we can have you're a parties smart, here wild and- motherfucker I love it <laughs> I, the, sorry I just, you I love everything I'm just going to fanboy out for a second please uh, there there's nobody else on this planet finish it like thought. like you there just is not Oh, they, Tommy. They don't. They don't make them like that. And the, I, you bring me extreme fucking joy watching you say what nobody else will fucking say. And and fucking and mean it, and not give a flying fuck about it. And dude, to me, uh, uh, that's how I that's how I drive. Like. Uh, I have so much respect for that, man. I love it. You do not give a fuck. And, but in, in, a, in a very intelligent way and in a very, you know, in, informative way, like I just, man, you just, you cut right through the fucking bullshit. And I, I fucking adore that about you, man. And it's a fucking pleasure to be sitting in this room with you. I really, I, I have to get that out. Thank you. Sorry, thank you. Thank you. Yes. So much for that. You know, uh, I'm going to give you my honest reaction to this. Forever, I've had this, <clears throat> you know, one thing in my portfolio that, like, was difficult, which is, like, I do something that is a little harder to understand than most things because it's a hybrid. Is it, a, is it an opinion news show? Yes. Is it a comedy show? Yes. That, that's all too much for a lot of people. So, so people like I. It's not like I have. I've had a charm career, and it made it for a charmed life. And I, I feel. I hate that overused word, blessed, but I have been. I had a talent that I could then. Okay, so, but as far as like people like, when they write about you. <laughs> yeah. Or don't write about you at all, like. So there's that one part that's like they they would never give me an Emmy, you know, that kind of stuff, which I made my peace with years ago. You can't have everything. You can't be what you just described I am and also be that. And I was like, that's fine. That's a trade-off I'll make a million times over. But But many times I thought to myself, but it would be nice if somebody somewhere, some writer, somebody could say what... I would say about myself, and I wish I think people really understand about me, but they never seem to be able to get it, and you just did it. Oh, so man. finally somebody did it. Oh, that's like I like if I wanted to pick a clip of somebody testimony to me, I would pick that clip above one that anybody's ever said. And I have some big fans and great people, and they've said some nice things, but you nailed it. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So. 
Yeah. Out of the mouths of babes oh, and shit. rock stars. <laughs> I mean, you, it, it just, no. you know when you... You know, when you meet somebody or you watch somebody from afar or whatever, you go, I, I know I've been really, I don't know, we have a lot in common, a lot of thoughts in common. We, well, I we are going to party here again. I think just we, we did, like, like I said, these cameras weren't always here. This is the one reason I wanted to do this show is I wanted to meet people who were like, you know, in show business, when do people meet each other? When they work. Yeah. This is technically work, but it's actually the exact thing we would be doing if we weren't working. Yes. So we can do it. I love it. No. I love it. I'll have a little party here one night. I'll throw your name here. And then if I throw your name out there, William Shatner will come. Yeah. <laughs> He's been here for parties. Oh, that's awesome. I love him. Oh, he, And he, he, I bet you'd like to meet you. Yeah, that would be I know be you fun. want to meet him. Yeah, we'll yeah. have a great party. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I was smoking hot wife. Yeah, yep, yep. Boy, she was out there. I was like, Tommy Lee, boy, still Tommy Lee. God. I would thank God. You need your idols. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need you need your pussy gods. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it's funny because when I was, um, I brought brought you a gift, by the way. Really? And and I and I was taught. Like I was talking about earlier, like, you know, when you, you see somebody like, let's just use you for an example. I'm like, I'll, I'll bet you. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm here. I'll bet you. Use we, me. I know we have a lot in common. And when I meet this guy, I have a feeling we're going to end up being friends for, for a long we're time. We're already friends. And, and which is awesome. And then I thought, uh, I'm going to bring him a gift. And then I, I wasn't sure, but I feel like that thing you just said is the gift. Whatever else you gave me, I'm sure I'll love it. I mean, if it's a Roomba, it'll be very valuable here. The floor looks filthy. I mean, if it's if it's wine, I, I don't drink wine, but I'll, I'll pretend I do. And I mean, whatever it is, I'm sure your gift is great. But it couldn't it's, it's, it's be better than what you did. Oh, that thing? It's a bonsai. I, oh I've been God. working on this You're the for... second person to give me one of these in the last two weeks. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, and I was like, I wonder if he's even into it. And then I was like, I'll bet you he is. And then as soon as I walked back here through the landscape, I was like, I, I know he's into plants. Well, I definitely, I know he's, he's I, smoke, I know he smokes a lot of plants, but. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But it's what I said, Stan. The other thing was, <laughs> <laughs> I like the fucking plant, but <laughs> the other thing I waited like 25 years for. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, the, I mean, the plant's awesome. That's Love awesome. Love your plant, but, you know, that's <laughs> if I awesome, have to bro. give up one. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll say Again, I don't know why I'm. Yeah. Playing. Yes. Imaginarily negotiating with myself. And I left you a little instructions here so you don't kill the fucking thing. <laughs> you wrote out instructions? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Tommy. See, you're Mr. Sensitivity. And, and the, the variety. But I've been working on that guy for a don't couple of years. you think that's why years. chicks love you musicians? It's because, like, yes, music is primal to begin with. But, like, what musicians do is they, you know, the, the songs are saying things that like women want to hear, but normal guys, you know, <laughs> just guys who work in <laughs> places, they, they, uh, they don't say, you know, 
something in the way you move. You know, they, they don't, they don't, yeah. you know, why do birds fall down from the sky every time you walk by? <laughs> I don't know, pollution? Yeah. <laughs> <I> fucking... <laughs> That's so true. You know, they, you say the things that a woman wants to hear while you're beating something <laughs> and sweating. I mean, it's, it's you got them coming, powerful, you got them coming and going. But the sensitivity side, you know, I mean, I always thought there was a great funny sort of divide between like what musicians are singing and then what the reality of their life is. You know, they're, they're singing, you know, you're three times a lady. <laughs> really? <laughs> they're having sex with three ladies at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that if you're an employer who's hiring, the average cost per hire is $4,700? If you're investing that much money into each new hire, you want to get it right. So what's the most effective way to find the best people for your roles? ZipRecruiter. See for yourself. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com random and experience the value ZipRecruiter brings to hiring. ZipRecruiter finds you more qualified candidates faster. Once you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology works quickly to identify people whose skills and experience match it. ZipRecruiter sends you a list of available great matches for your job so you can review the top ones. It's simple. ZipRecruiter helps you get hiring right. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free before you commit. ZipRecruiter.com slash random. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash random. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm heading back to Vegas to do stand-up for my last live dates of the year. I'll be there Friday, November 3rd, and Saturday, November 4th. I will be at the David Copperfield Theater at the MGM Grand in Vegas, my new home. There's no uh, underestimating how important lyrics are to women. Oh, it, uh, much more than to men. I mean, way I like, more. Way more. Way more. Do you more. agree? Way more. They know every fucking word. Yeah. Right. And because guys are like, oh yeah, I think it kind of goes like. Hell's bells. <laughs> yeah, like, just the, the simple shit, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's all, it's the guitar and the drum. Yeah. The feel of it. Air drum, I mean, guitar. look, I, I love a good, here, here, oh, you got one. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, I love a good lyric. Mm. It totally can make a song for me. Like, fantastic. Oh, I, I can, even though I've heard and I know what the words are, I could hear them again and again and it doesn't get boring. Mm-hmm. But it has to be a good song. Yes. If the lyric is great and the song is not great, I'm sorry. There, I'm glad I heard your words. Good night. Yeah. Like, it, it, you gotta, you know. And yeah, and for for me, it starts like if <clears throat> sometimes I won't even get that far. Like it starts earlier for me if I if the beat isn't moving me in some direction, right. whether it's. A, a, you know, a sway or something aggressive or something <laughs> bouncy and sexy. It it has to move me before I'll even give it the fucking a chance. Sometimes, and it, it's frustrating because I won't give it a chance. It's like I'm like, ah, oh, the music sucks. 
why would I, um, why would I even hang out here to listen to what they have to say? Because you, know, you already lost me. You, you never had me. Right. So, so it starts earlier for me, but yeah, the lyrics are important. But you have that with the band that you keep coming back to. Yeah. You, musically, you, you must have that. Yeah. And, that, and that's why you keep coming back together, even though you break up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's kind of crazy. But as you get older, you must be like, people just get more tolerant and more like, oh, whatever we were fighting about, I don't give a fuck. Is that where you are with the band? Yeah. Um, when do you really still or, or we just tend to like <clears throat> kind of do the job and take a piss, you know, kind of like what you do with things. Like we, we actually, we just recorded a song called Cancelled. And, um, and because we were, <clears throat> we were, we're just inspired by the rest of the world and things and places like anybody else. And there was this article that was like, how did Motley Crue ever not get canceled? How? That was the, that was the, the headline. And we were like, fuck, we got to write a song about that because we didn't ever get it. We, we snuck in under the whatever threshold, wherever that was, where... We got away with fucking murder. Um, yeah, I mean, so because there's no uniform law, that's one thing that really bothers me about cancel culture. There's no uniform law about like who gets canceled and how hard. It just seems to be a lot about well, we like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why haven't Motley Crue been canceled? Well, we like them. Yeah, that is. It's just like it. <laughs> Oh, it's just like we just it's just like the mean girls just arbitrarily decide mm. we like them yeah, we, you know yeah i just don't like as someone who i who thought of myself as somewhat of a hard partier in the years from like when i was you know late 20s into 30s and probably too far into 40s <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, but okay but you know still drinking and going out to lots of places and i mean but even in my youngish years, I feel like I couldn't do it every night in a row. No. And it seems like you did it every night in a row. At, 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 at that, low, that level, like when did your liver, when did you not be drunk? Because if you drank that much, I remember waking up drunk. Oh, no. <clears throat> I would make a, a huge glass of vodka... And a little, like an eyedropper of of cranberry juice. <laughs> an eyedropper. Seriously, an, an eyedropper. And I would make that and put it on my nightstand so that when I woke up in the morning, no, I wouldn't have to go to the refrigerator. Go no, to, I would wake up and drink, and it's like, dude, oh my god, you fucking drunk. Th no, it's a full. That's how. Oh, that's a... how much I like the way alcohol makes me feel. It's fucking amazing. It's crazy. Did you start like in high school or? Yeah, oh, yeah. Were you, were you... Pre-high pre school. Pre-high pre yeah. school? I was like 13. I think I did acid. <laughs> really? Yeah. I lived such a sheltered life. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in, like, how old are you? I, I just turned, well, I turned 60. Yeah. 60? Yeah. Oh, God. You're doing so good. 
60. Oh, well, welcome to the 60s. Yeah, thanks. You're going to fucking hate it. Really? <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I love it, but I mean, no, like... No, it's fucking yeah. rad. Yeah, it's, it's fine if you're still healthy. Yeah. It's just that it's much more likely that health might be, you know, a monster that is chasing you. I mean, it is a monster that's always chasing you. Sure. And you just got to outrun it. And uh, you said it. I watched one of your shows. I think Kid Rock was on or something. You said you were like, dude... We're all gonna fucking die, and I, I, and I'm that. That's literally my fucking my mantra. Like when when I don't get upset about fucking anything because I real I just I'm like, dude, you know what? We're all gonna fucking die, and none of this shit, none of this matters, none of it. What do you tell your kids, like, or did you tell your kids growing up, like, about religion and that kind of stuff? Did they? Did you have a religion? Did you, I mean, they must have said, you know, other kids are going to church. If you didn't go to church yeah. or if you went to a church, like, why do, why do we go to a different one? Yeah. You know, kids are going to ask questions about stupid shit that doesn't make sense to them. Yeah. I.e. religion. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about religion, but when they ask what a Chinese basket is and I tell them it's a plant hanger, that's kind of how things would, you know. You know Chinese basket with sex swings? Chinese basket is a sex, sex yeah. swing? Yeah, they're like, Dad, what is that? And I, and I, I didn't have an answer for it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's a plant hanger. And so I went and grabbed a plant and I put it in there. But, and this was a question about religion? Well, I mean, <laughs> when, when, when they ask questions, oh. I don't know, but we never really talked, uh, talked about religion. Honestly. If, I, if I had a Chinese basket and a kid who asked me what it was, I would say, uh, that's a thing I fuck hot models off. And kids, <laughs> that's how you know there is a God. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese basket. I, uh, oh, dude. Yeah, we Chinese. went from religious. But religious what did, but, but when, you didn't bring, bring them up in it. Did you ever go to church with kids? Did no. you ever go to church? No. <laughs> did you as a kid? No. Uh, no, not even as a kid. A few times as a kid, um, I was. I'm. Oh, you got off lucky. I was. I had to go every fucking Sunday. Yeah, I went for a little while. My my mom was quite religious, Greek Greek Orthodox. I was born in Greece. What's the What's the difference between Greek Orthodox and say you know Episcopalian or? I have no fucking idea. Oh, it's, but it's Jesus. Yeah. Why is it? Is Greek Orthodox? Yes, absolutely. Okay. But there's Eastern Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, you know, I mean, there's, you ever been to Jerusalem? To, to where? Jerusalem. No. Oh, quite a place. Is it? Yeah, I always called it the funny hat capital of the world because like all the different sects, uh, not, you know, there's, of course, Christianity and then the Muslims, uh, the Jews are all in Jerusalem. They all think it's a holy city. But even within that, there's Greek Orthodox and like these different sects of, uh, you know, and they each have like a little piece of the city that's their thing to tend to. You know, this uh -huh. is where Jesus's hands were. And we, we give these to that, that shrine we give to the Greek Orthodox. It's a way to keep the peace among, you know, <laughs> don't, don't steal my myth. This is my myth, bitch. <laughs> Get your own myth. I, okay, this is where the Jews rose out of the grave. And, you know, the city, is, it's a, it's a funhouse mirror. I'll, I'll, I'll bet. 
I'll bet. I, mean, I watched that show you did where you went all around and... Religious? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was curious because I'm like, he again, he's going to cut right through all the <laughs> all the bullshit and I really want to hear what he right. says. And that was that was. So do you? So you don't think you deprived your kids of anything by didn't by giving them a religious upbringing? Because when I asked my mother that question in the beginning of religious, I said, yeah. "Why? You know, what, she, she was Jewish. She didn't go to church with us. You know." I said, "Why? You know, why were you okay with like me being brought up in a religion that you don't believe in?" And she said, "Well, I thought you." I just thought it was important you have some kind of structure. Hmm. That that never crossed your mind with your kids or no, when you were a kid. No, because for some reason, man, I've just I've I've all I've just I've always had a problem with believing in something that's I just not tangible. I can't see it. I can't touch right. it. I can't. Well, you know, like you can't touch germs. You, you can't see them. Yeah, you believe in them. Yeah, but I don't. For some reason, religion's always been no. Like it's very from, different. I'm uh, just saying. Like, no, it's people are losing their minds over this. No, it's fucking fictitious right. character. <laughs> like what? It, exactly. Yes. What is a, happening? Exactly. I mean, that is exactly what God is. Is a fictitious character. Um, you know, we know the Bible is an anthology. We know it's it's many different books written over many different years by many different people. <laughs> yeah. How are you supposed to latch on to some of that? You know, like no, no, you, right? right. Yeah. And and they made yeah they made this well the the New Testament of course the four Gospels are telling the same story but they're all different. Because it's their version of it, uh-huh. you know, and, and only one of them is is Jesus pouty at the end. <laughs> no way to confuse people. What yeah, we've got eight different versions. Well, there's four different versions, okay. but like, and only one at the end. He says, "Lord, why hast thou forsaken me?" That's kind of a big plot point to like either put in or leave out. Because you know? <laughs> it's a little Star Warsy, you know. It's him and the dad, and there's a lot of drama between those yeah. two. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus and his dad don't get him started, but you know, <laughs> Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Is very different than the other three, which they don't. <laughs> that didn't happen in there knowing <laughs> i mean it's just crazy that you know yeah. they could differ and people still believe it you know it's a great if you were putting this on trial in a courtroom that would be a great thing to present as evidence that well your honor the four stories don't match yeah okay. <laughs> what are we going to do about this <laughs> We cross-examined the witness. Dude. <laughs> one of them says that he thinks God forsaked him, and the other ones don't. And they didn't see it. <clears throat> it's, you know. That would be awesome. You need to make that. Well, <clears throat> you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, people have said to me since that, like, I can't believe it. That's 15 years ago Religious came out. 2008. Was that 15 years <clears throat> ago? It came out, <clears throat> Whoa. excuse me, October 3rd, 2008. That's my birthday. My mother had died just like a year before. Oh. Or no, she died, I think, that October. Um, 
Uh, and people over the years have said, you know, why don't you do a religious too? You know, you could do the Hindus and the Buddhists. And I'm like, okay, first of all, they're not funny. <laughs> they're not funny. I got to have some fun here. <laughs> yeah, people don't know. I mean, this one was great because it hit a nerve. We did the Christians and the Jews and the Muslims. That's what people know in America and the world and blah, blah, blah. So I said, forget it. I will never <clears throat> do that. And the director, Larry Charles, you know, he really is my full partner in this. Um, I can't direct the movie. He did Borat. You know, he's, he's, a, yeah. Yeah, he's a genius, Larry Charles. Mm. So I, I had dinner with him recently, and I said, I always thought we shouldn't do religious too, the Hindus. But somebody suggested to me, religious too, but the religion is um, wokeism. And I said, yeah, if we could just broaden it out a little, the religion is like politics is the new religion. You know, QAnon, yeah. Woke, wokeism is a religion, but so is QAnon and Trumpism. And uh, I said, if we did religious too, but that was the religion, politics, the new religion. Oh, that'd be cool. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that'd be fun. For sure. I just wonder if, like, I want Sounds like you could have some fun with that, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really want to, like, you know, work that hard. And, I mean, for religious, we traveled, you I know. It looked like you I mean, were going all over the place. It looked like that. We were clever. Uh -huh. <laughs> we did that. We had two long trips. We went to Israel. We, But then it was uh, England and Amsterdam and... Yeah, look, a few other places. And then America, we went to a lot of different places. That was easier. But, you know, um, they, I don't know if at this point in my life I want to get my ass out of bed in the morning and, like, put on makeup and, like, you know, just be on location and away from my home. And my, You know, you get a little uh, comfortable. You know, when you're young, you don't care about comfort. I was... No, you're like, let's go. First time I went to Europe, I was 21, right out of college, you know, following my sweetheart at the time to a school in Switzerland she worked at. And it's like, oh, we can't be apart. So I'll, she got me a job at the school. It was teaching kids, international school. Oh, shit. Yeah, and before we went, started the job, we spent like three weeks or a month going through Europe, like backpack, basically, like youth hostels, Europass, you know, just like no money kind of trip. Yeah. And fine, because you're 21. Yeah. You know, you don't need the comfort. Is, comfort is just not your priority at that age. And no. then it, at our age, it becomes a very big priority. I like to be comfortable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. And, I mean, and, like, and at that age, you don't really even know what comfort is yet, for some reason, I feel like. Because, right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You just don't know yet. It's not like you'd never had something that was comfortable, but I don't know what your upbringing was. Mine was like middle class. Like, yep, same here. Yeah. I mean, we weren't rich at all. Yep. We, but we weren't poor. We weren't the... Yeah, we were the cheap... <laughs> The cheapest houses in town. <laughs> but we but they weren't bad houses, but there was a richer section of town. Of course. That right. were slightly better houses. These were houses built right after World War II. They were they were like 
My parents, when they bought the house, they never even saw the actual house. You bought a, you saw a model. They were like throwing. Oh, the, I remember that. Yeah, we model got like homes. you got like twenty six A because it was, it wasn't that complicated. Yeah, three small bedrooms, a living room, a dining room, a kitchen, a basement. Yeah, you know the American dream. Where did you grow up? Um, <laughs> Tommy, that's a little personal. Oh. No, I'm fucking. <laughs> I didn't ask um, when. No. I said where. <laughs> um, New Jersey. Where? New, <laughs> New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh, I knew it had to be. You can tell. New Jersey. Yeah. Accident. Where did you grow up? Uh, well, I'm born in Athens, Greece. Then right. Moved here when. To where? I was two to. Covina? Oh, California. Yeah, Covina, California. So you're a California guy. Pretty much all my life. Right. See, I I had a a different California experience. I had California like as my savior, like as my, you know, as I'm going to get back to Oz, you know. When did you? Well, 27. Oh, okay. 40 years. I've been here 40 years. Moved here in 1983. I had done three Tonight Shows, and so, you know, I was on my way, time to move to California and uh, get a little apartment on West Mount Avenue, and it was like paradise. California after New York, which I've always found is a tough city. For me, you vibe with certain cities, you know, and some, I mean, I love New York for a lot of reasons. It's my home turf, you know. Sure. New York teams, we were, I grew up in a suburb of New York. My father worked in the city every day. But I didn't get along with like, I don't like the weather, I didn't buildings, I don't like living in a building. Yeah. I gotta tell you, the women, I just did not get along with the women easily. Very tough. They were like, yeah. the guys were so aggressive because, and so the women would shut down. You know, New Yorkers like guys, hey, hey, how you doing on yeah. the street? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, what? I can't smile? Can't smile for me? Hey, smile. What are you too good to smile? Hey, how you doing? No, could I get like, go? I just want to talk. You know, they, they just, that, so women, of course, are like fucking mm-hmm. aggressive. Right. Yeah. So like, I, I just, it just didn't vibe. And then I came out here and it was like, oh, it's a little more relaxed. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. <laughs> That's 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 awesome, man. So, you just that's cool. I I get it. New York is uh, New York is cool. I love California, but it, for me, it's one of those places that it's like it's like I I hate to compare it to fucking Las Vegas because they're completely opposite. But it's oh, it's sorry. a place I can only stay for three days. That's my max. What where New York? Like New York, right? After three days, I just can't. Oh, I'm, I'm, I love it, but after three days, I go, okay, I gotta go because I, I can't. I, I can't. It's too and fucking crazy. I feel <laughs> roughly the same way, and I just want to say to New York that it's not an insult. I don't know. Right? It's, it's just moving there. It's just like some people, you know vibe with your thing and some people don't and boy they take it very personally and because the media is in new york you know it's like you kind of have to kiss new york ass Uh, first like before like okay then 
is if you if you don't like kiss New York ass, it's like you're first of all you're just a crazy person because it's the greatest greatest city in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard? I mean, we say it all the time, so it must be true. Oh it's my the God. greatest city for you, and God yeah. bless you. And it is a great city. I lived there twice. I get what's great about New York. I like this better. That doesn't make me weird. I I, yeah. I think you're weird. Yeah. I mean, the things you put up with. Again, I wouldn't even want to live in like a super great building because it's a fucking building. And I have to take an elevator to get home. That just doesn't, that's not me. Yeah. I, I grew up in the suburbs. Maybe I'm spoiled. Maybe I'm crazy. Good. Then call me crazy. But I don't like to do that. I don't like to get in an elevator. I like to be able to walk outside, piss on my own land. Yeah. If I so choose. I get you, man. I get you. I got right, you. Sure, but I'm sure the next time I do piss outside, I'll probably hit a rock star who's fallen <laughs> <laughs> asleep in the gutter, as is your <laughs> won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you made it through the storm with, you know, looking good, healthy. Thanks, man. Yeah, because you could never backslide not at your age oh well yeah and i'll tell you like 60s is a little different animal than the 50s i feel like the 50s is like a much more of an extension of the 40s yeah you, yeah <laughs> you can kind of get away with what you're <laughs> whatever you're getting away with in your 40s Yes. But like 60, you better like, come on. Yeah, it's time. You better calm down. <laughs> time to fucking just, calm down, just bro. Just fucking calm down. Yeah. Let's not be greedy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what your body is saying to you. Let's, let's, let's not, not be greedy. greedy. You had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. Put the bottle down. Yeah. Just yeah. sleep. Yeah. Sleep, you know. Save some for the other folks. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, that's more you. Uh, oh, I have to Dude. tell you, I, before you go, before I forget this, you'll be amused by this, I hope. <laughs> like, comedians, especially ones like, I've done a monologue, like, every either night or every week for 30 years. It's, like, so ingrained, and you get submitted many monologue jokes i'm sure you know by a team of writers that's one thing like they do the lion's share of that i mean writing monologue jokes i might do you write with the other writers because don't we you both kinda... do that we both do that and there are parts of the show that i am more my own head writer uh, but i do read everything everybody writes i don't i don't have any filter gah got it but like monologue jokes like i don't sit there and crank out a monologue you know, that's a real skill. It's like those other skills we were talking about. I'm kind of in awe of it because I don't know if I could do that. Jay Leno can. Jay Leno, during that last writer strike in 2007, Jay Leno definitely wrote a great monologue by himself every night. The writers wrote. I don't know, I don't know if I can do that monologue. That's not really exactly my thing. So, But I, I feel like I'm a very good editor and I know what the good jokes are. And that's really yeah, you are. Part, you know, part of the skill. So every once in a while... You do have like sort of a moment of, oh, I should have picked that one. It doesn't happen a lot. But there is one that's stuck in my mind 
for 26 years. Oh, okay. And it's about you. Get and the fuck out. I swear to God, in 1997, I was submitted a joke and I didn't do it. Uh, Brian Jacobs Meyer wrote it, still with me. Great, amazing writer. Uh, and so, sorry, Brian, <laughs> this joke is 26 years late, but I told you I was going to get to it. <laughs> but I, you must have been split from Pam and then got back together, and that was the story. Tom and uh -huh. Tommy and Pam, did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Tommy and Pam back together, and they gave a statement and said, well, we just decided that we still respected each other and still loved each other. Oh, who am I kidding? You've all seen his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And I, I, I swear to God, I, I, I remember that for 26 years because I wish I had done that joke. And you didn't? Did... I don't know why I didn't. Huh. That's interesting. Well, yeah. you, can always, always, you can always make... I was almost a part of the fucking monologue. I know. Oh, I'm sure you were other times. <laughs> I mean, you were always in the press in those days, the 90s. Yeah, I yeah. You know, I, it's sad. Like, I can accept the fact that the 60s, my first year when I was like cognizant of shit, you know, was a very long time ago. But it just bothers me that the 90s, when I was a fully grown ass man, <laughs> is also a long, long time ago. Yeah. I mean, the 90s is a long time ago, right? It, it feels like it. It is. I mean, like what? I mean, we were, the country was completely different. Yeah. We were completely different, completely different. Yeah. No, this is true. I mean, what, think about what you were doing. This eight bottles of... Yeah. And that I, was what that would be pre... I can't believe you survived that. Pre... Um, well, yeah, that'd be pre-fucking internet and social media and stuff, right? Was, was that right when oh. things were sort of kind of starting with that? You must have had issues with your kids about that, like social oh, media and... What? Yeah, insane. Like what? Insane. Um, I mean, from the simplest things to the craziest things, like, you know, where they'd be like, uh, uh, taking a picture, <laughs> where a fucking, you know, a picture that <laughs> shows the gate at, at, uh, the, at the airport uh, on our way to, I go, <laughs> guys, do not do that. Right. <laughs> fucking, you, you're... Because uh, at one point, we considered getting kidnapping insurance. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but, but I, which is I, fucking I, like I in my in my lifetime ever thought I'd be even having that conversation. But so it, I was telling so the kids, it, I'm like, it, you can't tell people where you're at. Well, wait, wait, Somebody wait. might want to fucking swoop you up. Yes, that's and good hold advice. You for some ransom. But can I? I need to ask a question about kidnapping insurance <laughs> in case I need somebody. Um, but. Is it that if a loved one gets kidnapped, the insurance company then has to give you like the amount of money that the ransomers are asking for? That's what the insurance is for. It's not for you, it's not for you to like yeah, yeah, go no, spend yes. it. No, Rodeo yeah. <laughs> for, for ransom. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. No, I was like, you can't, you can't give people your location, people. Well, you know, you know what I feel like is great. There's some fucked up people out there. Someone there might is. decide to swoop you up. Like, but I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs> one way I think you can really avoid a lot of that is, um, I'm sure travel is great, and I certainly did it 
a little bit in my life, but like these days, give me America. <laughs> you know, with all its flaws, it is home. You know, I wouldn't want to get into trouble somewhere else, as bad as it can be in this country. It's still better because it's my country. Yes. And it's still, there's still a little decorum here that lots of countries don't have. Uh huh. I mean, it's a fucked up justice system, but it is a justice system. Mm-hmm. A lot of places don't think you even need one. Yeah. You know, yes. People know. do not have perspective about America. Yeah. I don't know why I'm yelling at you. No, <laughs> take it easy, dude. Not my fault. And, and another thing, yeah. Yeah. Tommy Lee, I don't know where you think you get off shitting yeah. on America like this. Yeah. America's been pretty good to you, my Greek friend. <laughs> Greek, I, I guess you'd take it up the ass. <laughs> where men are men and sheep are scared. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, my God, you just reminded me of something. I read that you registered in hotels under the name Haywood Jablomi. Yes, yes, that's one of the <laughs> few aliases. Haywood hey. Jablomi. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, Pe- what do you tell your kids when they ask you about that? Um, <laughs> well, they're they're just used to it. Um, <laughs> it, it, was my, it was my mom. That's your parenting advice. It, it was my. Get used it, it. it was my mom that had a fucking hard time with all of them. She's like your mom. She, yeah, she'd be Tom. Oh. What? Who is Clint Torres? <laughs> and my like, Clint Torres. I'm like, that's me, mom. I stay in there under that name. <laughs> she, but she goes, or, why do you have to be? You know, well, th- there's been so many other ones. <laughs> Clint Torres, <laughs> hey, would you blow me? Uh, Clint uh, a, a, she would just always be bummed because she would she would realize that she's calling to speak to her son, but she has to ask for some fucking jackass name like. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see? Whoa! The, oh, the, another one was Peter Gozinya. <laughs> Why? The, well, who is Peter Gozinya? I was like, Mom, that's my alias. Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever see that, that uh, clip? It was, it, was, it was a real clip of a news team. I think they were in San Francisco. And they, somebody played a prank on them. It was right out of Ron Burgundy. He reads whatever's on the teleprompter. Oh. When the, there was a crash of a Chinese plane. And somebody put <laughs> the joke. They put in the prompter the um, names of the the names of the four pilots. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and the first one was "We Too Low." <laughs> oh, I th- I think I've seen that. That clip's been floating around. Huh? Hysteric! It was real. They really did it. That's why it was so great. Yes. But it was also hysterically funny. The best. <laughs> the best. Yeah. I love when that happens. Or you get the fucking. The weather chick is doing something, and then like <laughs> the cloud formation looks like a big dick going in her ear. And like, I love when that stuff just randomly happens. It's beautiful. So you you so you give no quarter to the super sensitive, ultra woke people who would have objections to things like this. 
what's the question? I give no what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no quarter. No quarter? <laughs> Surely, Tommy Lee, you know that the Third Amendment is about quartering soldiers. Quarter. When you say give no quarter, I mean like give no protection, give no credence to. Oh. <laughs> See, I knew I'd learn something here today. <laughs> Fuck. Right. I'm saying it's a way of saying, you know, you give no respect to the super woke, super sensitive who object to everything. I am hoping they annoy you as much as they annoy me. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I, I just yes. don't care. <laughs> Good. I fucking don't care. Right. Um, no, you're, trust me, I, you are, you don't have to worry about this because you're right. The, the, that headline, why hasn't Motley Crue been canceled? The real headline is, you know, they can't be. If they haven't by, by now, it, it, it's, it's a done deal. Yeah. We've accepted them. <laughs> We've made an exception. We said, you can stay here in the condominium even though you have a cat. <laughs> Which actually kind of pisses me off because now I want to even try harder. Right. It's almost an insult. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I, you know, well, I'll get drunk and take pictures so, of my dick and throw it up on the internet, and that doesn't do anything either. So I yeah. guess I guess I'm safe. But <laughs> and you never did that. I, I never. Did. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what? Is, what does that mean? So there's a kanji. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a smudge, is it? No. <laughs> let, me, let me get that for you, Tommy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Enjoy the dog meat whitey. What? <laughs> 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 what the fuck kind of tattoo is that? No, oh, what does that mean? The, the meaning of this is truth. Yeah. yeah. What, in our language wasn't good enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> you come here to America from, just like the Australians, the Greeks, invading America, taking good American jobs that American drummers yeah. could be doing. Yeah, and putting Japanese. And then you turn around, you can't even spell it in English. <laughs> so truth. Really, that's so. That is the character in what Mandarin? Uh, Japanese or oh, Japanese kanji? Yeah. And why do you did you choose the Japanese? Are they especially truthful people? No, that word. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, um, but that word is just a bit of really powerful word for me. It just, it's I'm. In conscious, in in constant search for the truth. What is the truth? You know what I mean. Like it's just it's it's a big one for me. And I was like, I I need that. Me too. I always thought. I mean, there's so many qualities in life that we wish we had all of. You know, loyalty. You know, like you know, you can list great attributes, but at some point, you do understand, for whatever reasons, evolution, revolution. there's a couple of things that are just your things. And for me, it was truth and freedom. Truth and freedom. Those are my two, like, you know, I I can't really abide someone not being truthful. Yeah. I don't hate them for it, but like, you know, we can only be so friendly, <laughs> you know, if, if I think you're not real. Yeah. And freedom, you know. Never getting married, that kind of stuff. It's like like there's something about, it's not about anybody else. It's about me, freedom. And that's not for everybody. I mean, 
like some people, yeah, freedom's a big one. That's definitely yeah. a big one. Yeah, not to say you can't be free in a marriage. Yeah, no. But it's harder. Yes, yeah. You're, you know, you're sharing. <laughs> well, also because if you're in any kind of relationship, the one thing above all I think you want to be is considerate. And consider it <laughs> comes from the word, you know, consider. So it really means if you're in a relationship like every day, you always have to consider what this other person is doing, thinking, needing, feeling. Not every minute of the day, you know. Yeah. They're at work, you're making waffles, yeah. <laughs> you're sleeping it off, they're working, whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, that's a lot. I mean, that's, it's, it's, I'm sure it's, I, I've done it, I, I'm sure it's great, but like every day to consider, I, I feel like I can only get through my shit <laughs> in a lot of days. Man, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. My, 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 I, we, I, we have this conversation all the time. My wife sleeps literally till 2 p.m. every day. <laughs> oh, I can and, beat that. And, and I think the record is 4.30. I'm like, babe, it, do you realize it's 4.30? In, anyway, my point is, if... And I, 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 I never sweat her about like, you know, God, I wish she'd wake up a little earlier and we could do some more stuff together. Right. I love that she sleeps till two because I have, exactly. uh, like you were saying, I have less to, yes. less to consider, yes. you know, that it, and I say that in a, in a positive way. Like right. I, yes. I do what Tommy wants well, to do right. till two o'clock and then I'm, I'm ready to share the rest of my, right. my day. It's just, I mean, there's no 24 seven like this. <clears throat> there's no fucking way I could there's, do that. There's no, there's no crime to, to say that sharing is a form of expending energy. Yes. That sometimes I want to harbor that energy. Quarter it. <laughs> I, I, get, I get it. Like I British get it, soldier. Buddy. That's how I feel about my energy. Yeah. Don't fuck with them. Yeah. Any relationship, whether it be friend, yes, wife, no, it's, 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 it's a, work. It's, it takes. Yeah. Well, there you said the magic word that when people ask, why haven't you ever got married? I always say, because people say it's work. And I'm like, I don't want to make, work. Why, why? How is this, how is this possibly an advertisement? I don't want to work. What other product? I already fucking work. Whatever, what other product would they advertise by like bragging about what work it is? Yeah. <laughs> by our time. <laughs> you think it's easy to hook it up? Fuck no. <laughs> we made this simple toaster so complicated. You have to read directions and call somebody on a phone. They're always busy. <laughs> why would be like, why? No. Yeah. I don't want that toaster. No. I want this toaster. <laughs> the pop-up one. Oh, dude. My first house, I... It's Lived across this, what? What do you want? No, just there's this really beautiful, like, four, I know. Beams of light. I'm looking in. at that. It, it's almost like Jesus it, got here. Oh. He's our next guest. Is that? Like, Sorry, yeah, is Tommy. We're, we're taping today. Yeah, you're out of here. Today. <laughs> you were great. <laughs> but uh, uh, I hate to keep he is Jesus. coming. I hate to keep Jesus waiting. But what that looks you? awesome. Is that like. So you had no a, religious training if you didn't know that thing about the Gospels and, you know, in one of them, God forced. Father, why hast thou forsaken me? 
it's a whole different song for making this into a song, right? Now it's about dad. <laughs> you weren't the dad I thought you were, <laughs> right? It is, you know, or why are you using me? Yeah. You know, you created these people and they fucked up and now you're sending me as a sacrifice, <laughs> right? Right. That's the idea behind that. But why did the other three dudes <laughs> not feel that way? Yeah. They just cleaned it up, I guess. Like, like Jesus, you know, Jesus just, uh, he got over it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it hurts up here. But you know what? I'm just not going to make a thing out of it. It's family. He did what he thought was right for me. I get it. <laughs> that's, you know, that's a very different story to tell. Also, why doesn't anybody know what happened to Jesus between, like, <laughs> birth <laughs> and when he was 30? What happened in those years? Oh, yeah. We see the birth, of course, that the Magi. Yeah. And the, three wise men. And then ghost go. town. <laughs> <laughs> then they go. <laughs> then we we pick up the story when he's thirty. What did happen? <laughs> they made it up. I'm asking you like you know. I do know. Scholars know. I know what scholars know because oh. I've read and watched. There. There's an awesome, awesome. You should watch this. It's called uh, "From Jesus to Christ." Whoa! What a cool title. From Jesus to Christ. It's it's a brilliant. Uh, it's probably it's from the '90s. I think I had it on VHS, but I'm sure you can get it. It's 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 biblical scholars, not not religious people, but they study religion, uh -huh. and they're telling you how Christianity became the religion it was. I mean, it was for you know at its beginning almost snuffed out and there were many other religions that started around the same time why did this one become successful that's what they're trying to answer oh wow How do you <laughs> i gotta watch this yes from jesus to christ from jesus to christ it's 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 great and all the scholars agree about certain things like the gospels the matthew mark luke and john you know the mm -hmm. they were all written well after jesus died you know and that's the thing. The one where he's where Jesus is prissy <laughs> is the one that happened right after the temple was destroyed in 70 AD. So the, the Jews were, it was like their 9-11. So that's why that was the mood of that story. Oh. Like, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. You, you know a lot about this stuff. <laughs> I love, uh, I, I really, I mean, compared to a real scholar, no, I don't. But I just know what they know. And it is so interesting to me, like, how how did you know that's a great question how did this one religion and trust me there were other, lots of other gods working around that time and by the way they all had the birthday of december 25th because that was the day after the uh, the three days after the winter solstice mm -hmm. it's when they first saw that the sun was uh, higher in the sky and the days were getting longer again mm -hmm. because before that they thought, oh no, life is ending. And then, oh, oh, oh no, no. so it was a feast day. Oh, wow. So that's why they gave it to Jesus. They gave it to all the gods, you know, because it was like the big day that the pagans, they got it from the pagans. It's like life is continuing again. That's, that's cool that you're that 
that interests you that much. I just could. I was just telling you earlier. I just I don't know why I just never took interest in it because I couldn't. It's so interesting. I couldn't, and I've had experiences where I've woke up on my knees with tears running down my face, naked in front of a glass in front of a glass sliding glass window, crying. Woke up there and went. What's happening? What what got me out of bed, asleep, to this window, on my knees, in the sunlight, crying? Like what what what, what, what just what, what did? What, what I have no idea. So I mean, I've had these experiences where some, where something is pulled on me. Or, you had no idea. Just, no clue. Zero. Wow. And I just I didn't. So that's why I think about like when I think about religion, I just think like how, you know. Like whoever started it, uh, you know, I don't know. I think just in general, everybody's looking externally for something, and to 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 believe in, to fucking dump on, to to help, to to I don't know. And I just, for me. I just I, I I just find that so false. I don't it's, everything you need is right here. Like you know, I, that's the part I just could never come to terms with. But I've had experiences that made me feel different. Like, well, wait a second, what was that about? Or but, was that just a fucking random sleepwalking? Uh, fucking uh, like I don't know. But I felt something, something that I'd never felt before. So I've had. And I don't know what that is. But you pulled a lucky life, right? Yeah. Like if you're, you're just an embryo, you're not a thing yet. Yeah. And like there's, you know, up there in heaven or whatever, they're creating lives. And I was like, you know, every once in a, you know, 29 million, we got a rock star. <laughs> right. You know, have fun. <laughs> and he's good looking and he's got a big dick. And it's like, like you pulled a good life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So don't you think that colors your view of, you know, like when people say that silly thing about everything happens for a reason, I always like to lecture them <laughs> that yeah. it, that's something that affluent people can say. Everything happens for a reason because your life is interesting and it's varied and you go to different places and things could happen. Yeah. There's a lot of people who were born in poverty and they die in grinding poverty and not a lot happens for a reason in their world. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I felt that was necessary to <laughs> kick it off my chest. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> All right. I know you have to get to your <clears throat> big rock concert. Oh, uh, yeah. But I can't tell you how Dude. much fun I knew this would be, and you did not disappoint. Oh, that's for cool. For one second, man. you gave me an amazing gift. And... Um, I'm going to let you go and release you back into the wild. But it was really great Thank to get to know you. Thank you, buddy. It was a pleasure again, man. What a trip. We'll do it. This is the first of many because we're very young. Yes. <laughs> In spirit. <laughs> <laughs>